Hey, good morning, friends. Skip here. 4.39 a.m. on uh, December 5th, 2022. Uh, hope all is well with you today. Today's a Monday. It's got a Monday feel to it, that's for sure. Um, beginning uh, my last two weeks at work, current job, definitely... Uh, grateful that we're back to eight hours at least to a <laughs> for temporary I'm sure it's just temporary at my current job so getting ready for the big transition um, so very excited uh, fear not fear not my friends the podcasting will continue uh, it's too important to me I hope that it's important to you um you know, I haven't given this sort of reminder in a while, but I'm going to go ahead and do it now. Uh, you know, finding meaning is just me discussing my spiritual growth from my perspective. Uh, I'm not trying to start a religion or a, a cult or a group or a business. I'm not trying to start a pyramid scheme <laughs> or, a, you know, what have you. Uh, you are welcome to take what I say uh, and, and use as much as you can. Leave what you don't like. You know, explore what you think might work. Find what might work in all that I say. Uh, I'm just a guy who's uh, on the spiritual journey also. So uh, there, there's my sort of warning. <laughs> my my uh, suggestion as you listen to Finding Meaning. I will say this, though, that I, I feel I bring a lot of life experience to what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I'm a guy who has lived a lot of different iterations of who, what it means to be me. Uh, I worked in the church for 20 years. I have a degree in religion. I have some graduate level work done in Christian theology. Uh, I am a twice certified paranormal investigator. I, uh, you know, have explored all kinds of things. Uh, you'll hear me talk about addiction. Uh, I'm a recovering person. Uh, began my journey in recovery back in the early '90s. Uh, so I've I've been around the barn a few times. Uh, so, I welcome you, and uh, let's get to the topic. And the topic is institutions. What does it mean uh, to function in a world full of institutions? Uh, I guess I guess the best way to approach this is to say, well, why is this a topic? And, and, and let's do that first. Um... <clears throat> you know, the theory of finding meaning is that we have created, we humans collectively, a reality that is not in line with, does not reflect the most authentic way of being human, the actual way that we are made to be human. Because to be human is to be spiritual. It is to be truly spiritual, uh, loving, gracious, kind. Whenever those sorts of uh, 
energies are not expressed, loving, kindness, generosity, uh, peace, serenity, whenever those are not expressed uh, as a way of, of living, as a way of being, then we're not expressing who we truly are. I'm not saying that, you know, everyone needs to be perfect, but at the core of what we are and who we are, we are loving beings. Excuse me. Let me get a drink here. And that that has to be reflected in the world. So, you know, I don't know about you. I'm not always loving. I'm not always serene. I'm not always generous. <clears throat> but I am a work in process because I know these things are ultimately what it means to be the best me, to be the true me. Because we haven't lived out the truest of ourselves in the world, the world is constructed of mostly uh, the inauthentic, the unauthentic aspects of being human. The, the matrix that we've created, I'm using air quotes here, I'm trying... <laughs> The matrix that we've created is not created by some external force. It's created by us not knowing who we are. So we build institutions, we build ways of thinking, we build ways of believing that aren't based in generosity, that aren't based in love. We make, we build, we create uh, economic ways of being that uh, are are not based in those aspects of being human that are authentic. We build economic systems that are not loving, that are not kind. We build these sort of dog-eat-dog ways of being and, and we believe them to be the reality that we're in, right? It's, it's the only truth there is, we tell ourselves. And yet the economic systems we create, you know, necessarily depend on things like some people having and some people not. Necessarily create and sustain things like poverty. Uh, what, what does it mean to be a success in most economic systems is to have more than another person. Uh, and we begin to live out of these dualistic comparisons. You know, I have a nicer car than my neighbor. My neighbor has a nicer, you know, house than, than the, the other neighbor. And we, we live out of this sort of transactional comparison well, because we have created that reality, our institutions reflect that way of being human, that inauthentic, that unauthentic way of being human. We have created an institutional life not purposefully being sinister, but because we don't know ourselves, we have created an institutional life that reflects those things that are not authentic about who we truly are. And it doesn't mean that institutions are, are evil or bad. 
It doesn't mean they're not necessary. What it means is that on some level, to some degree, they simply reflect the fact that we humans do not know who we truly are. And that's just that's necessarily how they are. Because we have not, as individuals, we certainly have not, as, as a collective, as a society, as a species, discovered who we truly are. So, rather than, you know, look at, well, let's do this. Let's do a little dreaming. How's that sound? Let's do a little wishful thinking. And this may sound naive, but it's okay. Think for a second if how we lived was out of a sense of love and generosity and gratitude for life and for the other human beings in the world. How different would our institutions look then? How much different would our institutions look if we lived out of an expression of love for our neighbor? What would our political institutions look like? What would our religious institutions look like if we didn't have to judge other people? What would our society look like if if the if the playing ground was level for everyone, right? If, if everyone had an opportunity to be their best self. Now, you may be saying, God, this guy's naive. Well, I don't know if it'll ever get that way, probably not in my lifetime, but <laughs> I will tell you that if you live out of your best self and I live out of my best, most loving self, if we do that, then the world around us changes. I know this for a fact. Now, I believe that if huge numbers of people discovered who they were and began living not perfectly out of love, but made love their intention, made love their agenda, that it would transform institutions. I, I've seen it happen. Uh, I, I truly believe that. The challenge is that there's so much of the old model, there's so much of the old conditioning, there's so much of, of that matrix of false self that we have owned into as a species that, that it would, it's very difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult to change as an individual, my friends. It's incredibly difficult for a community to live out love it's a it's very it seems like a mountain of impossibility for a species that are conscious of themselves to live out of love let me tell you if i can a quick personal story about how i came to understand this as a part of my own personal transformation when I worked in the church, I was sent to, hired by uh, a church, county seat church. And I knew that this was sort of my last chance to see if uh, the ideas of love and compassion could transform 
any community. I was, really had given up at this point. In hindsight, maybe I should have walked away. But I was offered this opportunity to, to go into this particular uh, congregation of people and uh, try to uh, build something out of love. And I remember saying to myself as I drove to this place, you know, here's my, here's my last chance to see if love, if we can build a community of love. And, and I worked for a very long time. And there was some success uh, from a relatively small congregation. And I'm not bragging here uh, because it didn't work out in the end. But from a relatively small congregation of about 40 uh, to, I, I think at one point, we had 150 coming every week. Okay. What I was doing was simply sharing with them in the context of the Christian faith what I share with you. Of course, now I've set that aside too, but it's the same basic principle. What I came to find out is that, and the same thing I learned in every place I have served, every place I did serve as as a person in the Christian faith, everything I learned with self-help groups, everything I've learned with even the businesses I have worked with and worked in, is that once you begin the process of transforming into love, more than likely the old matrix, the old way of thinking, will do all it can to stop you. And when I walked away from that particular place eight years later, that was it for me. Uh, I, uh, trying to live into that transformation when people did not really want it, really about destroyed me. It certainly hurt a lot of people, certainly hurt me. And it was a valuable lesson because when we have certain patterns of behavior in, we bring those patterns of human behavior, uh, those patterns of, of what we believe to be human behavior, those inauthentic human behaviors, those, those non-spiritual ways of being, uh, greed, selfishness, uh, you know, those reluctance of change to change, when we bring those uh, into an institution, we hobble the institution. And so it's not so much the institution itself, my friends, that, that is wrong. It's not institutional living that's wrong. It's the inauthentic, the unaware, the uh, perception that is still created by the world that people bring to the institution that hobbles the institution. And until we deal with that, our institutions will be a reflection of our inauthenticity, of our not realizing ourselves, of our unaware, uh, un, uh, unaware, unawake self. And so institutions will worry more about profit. Institutions will worry more about self-preservation. Institutions will worry more about 
traditions, I'm using air quotes again, uh, you'll hear things like, well, that's the way it's always been, or we don't do that, or that's not welcome, or we really don't want to change, etc., etc. So when I talk about institutions, I'm not necessarily anti-institution. What I'm saying is that until each individual human wakes up to the love and generosity, forgiveness that we are, our institutions are hobbled by our own false selves, our own egos. That's why politics devolves into people going after each other. Politics, um, religion, you name it, business. It's all about what each person can get. It's all about success by numbers. It's all about <coughs> having enough uh, of whatever that institution qual- quantifies as success. Does your church, is it full of people and do they all believe the same thing? Uh, does your Is your bank account full and is it bigger than your neighbor's? You know, is your political party winning? Uh, Is your sporting team winning? I mean, it really comes down to, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? I mean, that's that's, that's the way we approach life. Win or lose more than the other. Compare yourself to the other. And it has failed us and it it continues to fail us. Anyway. There you have it, my friends. We can transform our lives, and hopefully that will transform the world. But we've got to do the work of us first. Be loving, be kind, have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.